0: it's like oh no action news and now your host mike luther i'm totally gonna use that too
2: <laughs> are we ready for shanghi Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> the big point I wanted to make is is there is nothing truly more satisfying than seeing the hot take, reactionary, racist, sexist, xenophobic, dickheads of the internet, especially those guys on YouTube who think they fucking know everything about um, pop culture, just being proven wrong across the board. This like hot take bullshit of like Marvel's trying to distance themselves from Shang Chi because it's already a flop and it hasn't come out, and like. I just, it was fucking brilliant that it just blew every single box office record away. Like, yep. it was nothing. And, like, Simulu, in his infinite wisdom, was just like, oh, hey, hmm, funny that. And was sharing that on social media across the board. That was awesome. It was really cool to see that. But, like, honestly, like, it's just, again, I, you shouldn't be reveling in other people's failures and and their missteps except for assholes I enjoy watching assholes lose a lot and these guys are just losing left and right because they're saying the same thing about Captain Marvel the new Captain Marvel movie Oh, it's gonna be horrible they've already fired the actress no the fuck they haven't like hopefully this this fake news bullshit that happens in the geeky nerdy world dies off soon but like It's what's even scarier is that like it it's pervasive in the sense that it like it becomes part of real life where people will literally have conversations with you about it. And it just like it makes me feel gross. Like, oh, I heard that this. No, you didn't hear that. You heard some dickhead on YouTube say that because he thought it was shocking and reactionary. And now you're sharing it, too. So thank you for being part of the problem. Um, Overall, (laughs) um, I'm just excited about this movie. Uh, I am the one person on this crew that has not seen it. Oh. Um, i will i will get to see it at some point that's okay because i want the two of you guys to talk about this movie i just wanted to set the tone that, of how excited i was that shang chi is doing the thing that it's doing and kind of setting the table for the next level of the new phase of what we're going to see next with our big bads like there's already like at the end we know that there's this weird signal that's coming off the ten rings and, like, who is it calling out yeah. to? It, it, it could be the Eternals. It could be fucking Galactus. It could be who the fuck knows. Yeah. And I think that that's dope. Oh, There's spoilers, mystery. by the way. Spoilers.
1: Yeah. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> for anyone yeah. listening. <laughs> Whoops. I mean, the movie, movie's,
1: movie's been out for a month now, but, yeah, spoilers. Yeah.
2: Spoilers. So, go ahead, MC. Run. Go ahead and start us off, man. Tell us what you thought about the movie. And then Rambo, uh, by all means, my friend, Uh Tell us what you thought as well.
1: Yeah, so uh, going into this, I had uh, I had no clue who this character was. I knew next to nothing about him, his origins, anything. It's 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 arguably one of the first times I've gone into an MCU movie, with, like knowing literally nothing about what I'm going to watch. And I think it's because of that that i had a lot of fucking fun watching this movie it is i i i feel comfortable saying that it is it's it's up there in terms of the best like origin movies in of, of the mcu like i will put it right on up there with iron man one and the first captain america like in terms of how how good how good it is and 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 like this movie hits literally all the marks like the comedy is is great. The action scenes are great. The story is really compelling, and like I was I was here for the ride for the for the entire time of the movie. Like there was no point in it that I was like oh this is ridiculous, but even when it was, it was still really fucking fun. And like I really want to, I really do want to go um, and, and and see this movie again so I can really kind of. Uh, kind of take it all in and, and see if there's like any things that I that I missed on the on the second time around. But um, I, I do think this movie like it it had to do essentially two di- two different things that are ultimately connected. Which is one, you have to, to set up the Shang Chi character because people like myself and others are unfamiliar with him, and we need to kind of uh, you know he he's someone who is going to be. Uh, who who was tasked with um Senate being our first proper introduction into the next phase of marvel like you said on the last pod uh the infinity saga is over like we're 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 done with that and now we're we're getting into the next thing even e- even a lot of the like properties that we've gotten um from the tv shows you know have 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 kind of had their hands dipped in both sides of you know, we're, we're setting stuff up for the future, but we also have to like deal with a little bit of stuff from before. And so even though Shang-Chi has to do the same thing, it, it is also tasked with like, this is our first real look at what phase four is is going to be. Um, and, and the other thing, the other thing I, I said it had to do was also deal with all of this stuff, like cleaning up stuff from Iron Man 3 with the, the, the Mandarin character, and the Tin Rings and everything. Uh, because I mean, it's no secret we all know Marvel did not plan for <laughs> for this, but they're just doing a little bit of retconning so they can you know kind of correct some stuff, and 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 you know kind of, in some ways, make Iron Man three a better movie. I know we all like it, but you know make 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 parts of that movie uh, make make more sense and be more consistent with with the MCU. But yeah, like I, I had a lot of fun with. Uh, Simu, Simu's, simu was was fantastic in this movie um, even though I like detest Aquafina I like I didn't mind her being there <laughs> like she didn't she didn't irritate me uh, just being on screen for the entire time um, I really like the stuff that they did with with his family and his his sister Um his um what's the the guy who plays his father tony tony um uh, tony long tony
0: young
1: leon okay Tony Leung. yeah fucking fantastic <laughs> like he, he we we all knew he was a fucking fantastic actor before this but god damn if he didn't do his thing in this movie like it it it, it was just really awesome to see I, I i had a just a great ton of fun um, watching this and like it, it kind of gave me a lot of the same vibes I got from watching like the Black Panther movie for the first time in terms of uh, the not only the representation um, uh, but just like the the, the, the nods to the, the, the culture and obviously just like really setting the tone for what's going to happen next. Um, in the MCU, especially with uh, the the post credit scene that Mike alluded to, with you know we know the Ten Rings are are calling out to somebody. You know we know that Shang Shang Chi has been introduced. He now has has met uh, Captain Marvel and and the Hulk, and obviously Wong. Um, and like, what's going to happen next? We know he's like he's going to be in Avengers five whenever like whenever they get around to making that a couple years from now um but yeah this movie was was just it was a lot of fun i was very engaged with it from 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 start to finish and you know if you haven't seen it i would say definitely go see it because like i said i I have nothing but praise for it and I, i really do think it's one of the best origin movies that marvel has done
0: yeah man um i pretty much everything you said uh Tony Lung as Mandarin, they managed to make a both really compelling villain. Um, And like, I mean, he's a, he's a fucking asshole. There's no getting around that. He is an awful, awful man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you still have a lot of sympathy for him toward the end. Like he's just, he's a guy who just wants to get his wife back. Um, and who is being, uh, being lied to by, by monsters. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, the action sequences were fucking dope. Um, I thought Simi Liu did a, a great job. Um, similarly, Aquavina, yeah, she's like she's not playing a fucking cartoon character in the in the the movie, so like you get to see her actually like do more of a straight up acting job. Like she's definitely comic mm-hmm. relief. Oh yeah, for sure. But she's, she's not there to be like a character, right? Um, right. She's there to play a role. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't think I'm necessarily the one to say this, but fuck it, I'll do it anyway. Like you said, this feels very much like, you know, the sort of Asian equivalent of a Black Panther in terms of um, being uh, uh, very reverential and very um, seemingly very honest about uh, some cultural norms and, and uh, cultural references and um, like like the fact that Morris... Morris is based on an actual Chinese mm-hmm. god, right? Um like that's fucking cool. I remember when I first saw it, I was like, "What the fuck is that thing?" And then seeing <laughs> later that like no no no, that that exact design is what that creature looks like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why not? Um Yeah, and and man managing to do the retcon where they uh they include the uh uh, you know the british actor coming in to play the mandarin he's and he basically just pulls a dread pirate roberts he's like yeah you're very amusing i'll likely kill you in the morning (laughs) um yeah man i i have you know nothing but praise about this movie it it, uh it was a lot of fun i enjoyed the hell out of it i'm looking forward to watching it again and yeah i like that we are at a point now with the mcu where we're kind of like we've cycled back to now we can get into big bold mystery stuff Mm -hmm. um in terms of like the post credits and be like well something's happening something's coming it's a big fucking deal um we don't know exactly what it is but it's 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 something like that's like calling out into the universe which could be a thousand things Mm -hmm. there are so many options uh for what that could be and that is really exciting um yeah, no, I, I I just I'm 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 also really curious to see like is Wong gonna feature in She-Hulk? Is uh is he setting up his own sort of like offshoot Avengers team? Because yeah. there's clearly some kind of training thing going on right. with uh with the Abomination, and like I've heard people yeah. talk about how like that was like oh that was just a, a, a weird one-off scene. I'm like no no he, not at all. The dialogue like the specific dialogue he's using is like talking about training. Right. Like that is a particular thing. That is not just like, Oh, we just wanted to have these, uh, Oh, uh, here's another Asian character. Like it's, it's, it's a little (laughs) more than that. Like there's actually something going on. Um, So yeah, I'm very curious. I'm very curious. what's coming.
1: And and like, the Wong thing is interesting because we all we, because we already know that you know someone else is also working behind the scenes to put a team together with um uh got uh, Ju- uh Julia Louie yeah I can't remember her, na- her character's oh, name her yeah, character right Val. now Val Val yeah we know like Val is working for somebody and trying to trying to put a, a team together of some sort and Wong is also. As you as you mentioned is also kind of doing the same thing because I I think all of us were really curious as to be like, why like why why is he fighting Abomination? Why is Abomination even here? What is what is yeah. happening here? Um, and being is, really being really confused.
2: I'm, I'm so confused now because, wait, how does Abomination come into this? Oh, he's in Changchi. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. Yeah,
0: the big the big uh, uh like arena fight scene the that scene like the
2: underground fight club thing
0: yeah 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 that scene opens with wong and the abomination fighting in the arena what yeah yeah and he looks they've 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 adjusted his design a little bit to make him look a little more comic booky so he has like the fins on the ears um but like wong like kicks the shit out of him and then opens a portal and they both walk through it and wong's like you know we we, we got to work on the training. We talked about this before, you know, you got to right. not react with anger and you got to focus on what you're doing. And so clearly he's coaching him in in like how he's supposed to move. It's like, "Great, you're big and you're strong. Do something with that." Um and yeah, like it, it's it's not just a a a one-off thing. Right. Like this is set up. Uh this is set up for something bigger and that's that's really fucking cool. That is really cool
2: like yeah I like he was, i, I had heard that he was in it but I just didn't know like what capacity they were going to include him in there. So not only is it abomination in it, but I mean like, banners in the end, but it, he he's still smart hulk though, right?
0: No, no, it's no oh, oh yeah, that's Man. the other
1: thing too. Yeah, we uh, we see that he is he's like he's fully human at this point. Like he, he's completely gone back. And his arm was in a sling though, right? If I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, okay, yeah.
2: So, so you know, I'm he, still in the sling, but he's no longer the Hulk. He's, yeah, he's just Bruce Banner. Just Bruce, so Just, just Bruce Mark Ruffalo, just, basically.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, like I can't I can't speak to what the narrative freedom is gonna be, but I can tell you from a practical standpoint, it's fucking expensive to have the yeah. Hulk on screen. <laughs> and yeah. if you're gonna <laughs> like if you're gonna do that,
1: you Pretty sure have they weren't gonna piece. they didn't want to spend millions for like a, a two minute scene.
2: Exactly. Yeah. That's interesting though. And like honestly like I they they have not said that they're going to do it. There has not been discussion that they want to do it. But like I kind of want a Hulk story because there's a lot of shit going on with him that we don't know. First off, I would love to know how he came to be Smart Hulk. Because like how did he finally come to terms with that? And how did the Hulk and Banner finally agree, "Hey, you know what? Somewhere in between is the best way for us to exist." But then, additionally, too, is his arm permanently like ruined, basically, because of his, because of the snap. I thought part of the whole like gamma irradiated monster meant that he more or less had like not infinite um, healing factor, but for the most part, like he pretty much could heal from anything.
0: I mean, that's that's sort of part of the mystery of it. Is like yeah, whatever. Like you know, what he did and fucked him up that badly that he was carrying around that burn the entire fight.
2: I mean that makes sense too because yeah. I mean, it kill it killed Tony Stark, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, think about it. even Thanos was 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 uh was severely injured after doing it twice. Yeah. And he's half uh
2: what's it called? Eternal. He's half eternal, yeah. So, yeah, and I'm hoping we get explanation on that in the Eternals too, by the way. Like yeah, where it- he came from.
1: Yeah. So interestingly enough, uh, we, we the thing we know about the Eternals movie is that it's it's connected to the Black Panther sequel,
2: huh?
1: Hmm. And we don't we like there there's a like, there are a lot of guesses as to what exactly what, like what exactly that is, uh, namely a particular you know submariner. Um, who who is reported? Who is report? Who you know is uh, rumored to be in in the sequel?
2: But um, excuse me, it's pronounced submariner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's it, like we, a
1: boat.
2: But <laughs> we know, yeah, it,
1: it's it's going to be interesting to see, um, just that and and, and like I said, the, we know well, She Hulk is coming out next year. I mean, there there are a million. I mean, there are a million different, um, you know, theories as to people who are going to be appearing in that. I mean, everyone from Charlie Cox <laughs> to uh, to a few others are rumored to potentially show up in this in this She-Hulk series, which is supposed to be like a legal comedy. Um, so I guess, I'm, I'm I'm curious, and I'm I'm curious like what role She-Hulk is going to play. Um going forward in the MCU in in the MCU too and whether we'll get anything of like her and Hulk perhaps fighting side by side since you know we know that basically Disney just doesn't want to work with Universal which is why we won't get a Hulk film yeah (laughs) they just they, they they just they don't they just they don't want to they don't want to be bothered with them
2: yeah which I mean it's it's just funny that they don't even want to deal with them, but like they literally worked out something with Sony, um, well, not it's, saying it's, like that's on Disney or anything like that. But it's just it's just kind of funny that they're like, yeah, we'll work with Sony, but you know what? Universal, fuck those guys.
0: It's it's been it's also been shown that the Hulk movies are not big money makers. Yeah, yeah. The like Spider Man is just a license to print money, whereas the Hulk movies have consistently been under underperformers. In terms of what they what they expect,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't think of like, Plus, yeah, none, yeah, none of them, none of them have really like, ever done super well. Yep.
1: Yeah. And they can, and and not to mention they can just get around whatever stories they want to tell with Hulk by just doing it in a series. Mm-hmm. They he, they can have him cameo in as many in as many
2: franchises as they want. They'll do a Hulk. They'll basically do a Hulk movie split into like fifty episodes, spread across like seven shows, <laughs> like <laughs> little bits and pieces. That's how they're gonna do it. Wow, that is a way to get around it, I suppose, isn't it? Jesus. Yeah. Um. But overall, yeah. I mean, it's, it's good to hear that this is essentially the 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 next big movie. the the fir- The start of the of phase four. Because yeah, I mean, like Black Widow came out and was it was really fucking good but it was that was it was just showing gaps yeah yeah and that should have come out years ago um because that, of various reasons but yeah like this is the first one that's like set in the new era more or less
1: yeah so i actually I have a question for for rambo like wh- what did you think about how the tin rings like worked in this movie in terms of how they decided to portray his abilities
0: I mean, I think I think that was a smart move. Like the 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 rings themselves in the comics are so fucking convoluted, and so clearly and uh, a relic of like old time comics where you had to have like an ice ray, and a fire ray, and all this goofy shit. Um, mm-hmm. Which, like, hey, I like goofy shit. Don't be wrong. But the the I, I want to see their like rings. They're they're not they're they're not technically rings, they just happen to be the size of rings and the man can wear them on his hands. Um, but there are these alien artifacts that have these given powers and they can be used to like create, you know, like one is like a levitation ring and one has like, you know, fucking uh, uh, telekinetic abilities. And cue one of the various nerds listening. I can hear Ulysses voice in my head right now be like, oh, well, um, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> which like, hey, that man is full of knowledge, so I I welcome it. Um, but yeah, no, I I thought it was a smart move to just make them much simpler in terms of how they function. Um, wherein it's, it's essentially like, and also like, it's kind of vague. We don't exactly know what they do. Um, they seem to be able to. Uh, Put out a lot of energy they are there's like some sort of like vaguely magnetic properties to them they seem to protect the user pretty heavily which is nice um like yeah if you if you if you ask me specifically like, well how do they function what do they actually do i don't know a couple things they do enough they do they, they do what the story requires um and before, I and mean, when it was just like literally just like a dude wearing ten little ring-shaped objects that had all these powers, like all right, whatever. And also, like to to the design of them in this movie works so well culturally because they end up looking like kung fu rings, mm-hmm. which is just slick. Like that's just a cool idea. Um, so yeah, like, and there's there's not even anything that says that you know, with further examination and training, that they can not still have all of the properties that the comics ones do, only instead of being worn on the fingers, they're worn on the wrists. So yeah, I, I thought that it was really slickly handled. Um, I think they look really cool and look really interesting. Um, that sort of tug of war we get at the end between uh, Shang Chi and his father, um, but uh, you know, over the rings. Is pretty appealing, you know, and and the reveal of Shang like walking out uh with the rings circling him was fucking dope. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. There's some really like I will. It's I guess one of the problems that the movie has is like there's so much big spectacle CG going on that you don't. There, there's sort of a. a, a um an er, interruption of immersion because you know like well that's not a real dragon and that's not a real like giant demon door and that's not like so you your brain just goes like this isn't real you're like oh okay yeah but it's still fun And they're like yeah but it's not real yeah i'm fucking aware i i get it um <laughs> uh which is that you know that's that's a bit of a bummer but that's, it's it's also fucking inescapable like there was, there was no way they're going to get around that. Um, building the sets that scale and building, and and which is which is even all the more funnier because a lot of that stuff was done as practically as possible. Like they didn't just build a big sort of like rounded off general shape thing of a dragon head. Like that's that is a sculpted dragon that they then projected the the texture onto. Um, that that you know when they when you see Shang Chi like riding the dragon. Um, but yeah, man. I no, I thought the rings were, were fucking dope. Um, I thought it was a smart move, and it was a really slick way to adapt um, the comic property into a more culturally relevant and um, and more visually interesting uh, idea. Awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah, again, just super excited to see some some variety as well, too, like, see something different. Like, I love when they delve in further into the comic character vault and you find some characters that you've, I mean, like, either have not heard anything of or only know very little. Because, like, the only thing, and we'll credit him again, uh, the only thing I knew about Shang-Chi was what Yuli had said. Well, he's the master of Kung Fu, Mike, and he's actually the best martial artist in all of the MCU. Okay, I didn't know that. Cool. That's dope. I'd heard of Iron Fist before, but like, at least Iron Fist wasn't an outdated white savior's 1970s trope. So <laughs> we got that going for us. Like, I love that they're they're starting to do this. And yes, I'm not saying they're done. There's plenty more that they can do for inclusion and making sure that all people are represented properly when it comes to the MCU. But this is a great start. You know, it's a good it's a move in the right direction. I I really want to go see this movie. This is not like some of the other ones. And we'll talk about this next one that you both have seen. Um, This is not like other Marvel movies where I just don't really care. And the perfect example is the Venom movies. I want to talk about those because they look like they're fun. I haven't seen either of them, haven't seen the old one, haven't seen the, the most recent one. I'm sure that they're fine. But like, eh, I was never really a Venom fan. Venom was alright. Just I don't actually care. But like, I've heard from both of you because you both have seen it that the movie's not bad. It was kind of fun. I mean, is that pretty accurate, or is that just kind of like a kind of like a, a a long distance view of it? Like, you know, hey, it was fun enough, but there are all these issues with it. Uh, we'll start with Rambo this time, since Sam started last time. What were your overall take on? Um, what was your overall take on Let There Be Carnage?
0: Um, I thought it had a couple of interesting ideas, and it just misses the mark on most of them. Um, I think Carnage visually. I think Carnage looks pretty fucking cool. Um, he looks like Carnage. Venom looks like Venom. Um, so the visual effects aren't really a thing that I had much of an issue with. Uh, they're, they're a little too shiny in places, which is usually uh, kind of an indicator of like, this wasn't rendered the best it could have been. Uh, there's some visual effect shots that like, could have used either a little more time or a little more money. Um, but considering the volume of them in the movie, that's not a huge shock. Um, I think that this movie is one of the clear indicators that Andy Serkis doesn't necessarily know the best ways to use his effects properly or most effectively, um, which is funny considering the volume of effects work he's done in movies, um, you know, on as an actor as opposed to a director. Um, but that, you know, that also doesn't make that's also not a huge shock when you consider that like an actor isn't expected to have the full ins and outs of how things work. Um, right. Uh, there's one big thing in particular that bugs me, and it feels very strange to talk about in the con, even absent the context of the movie, or even the context of the movie. Um, but it is, it's probably my biggest pet peeve of the, or, or biggest critique of the movie overall. So the the first movie is basically like a buddy cop story,
2: right? Yeah. And hey. Then, real quick, though. Yeah. What's the symbiote? Is the symbiote an alien, or is it like the ultimate yeah. thing where it was like a weird cure for cancer? No, 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 no. It's like, it, he's like, an alien. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. And and like uh. Fucking uh, uh, uh. Cletus bites um. He like literally bites Eddie at one point, and. Like get some of his blood in his mouth, and there's a little bit of venom in there, and that kind of like branches off and becomes its own. So scene.
2: that's how it becomes Carnage. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, like there's 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 just a small enough portion. Like the, the way the movie handles it is there's just a small enough portion that it can kind of like grow and become its own thing. Like at one point, Carnage refers to Venom as father, um, which is also something straight from the comics. Where like in the in the comic, it's more that like the the I, I, if I recall correctly. The symbiotes reproduce asexually, yeah, but they tend to do it in a very violent manner. And once they're bonded to something else, they they don't tend to get to get along very well. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like aggression between uh, the symbiotes themselves, but also the but it all, again, it being it being a symbiotic creature, a lot of that comes back to its relationship with its host. So if its host. Has a lot of aggression toward a particular person, then the symbiote will also kind of amplify that, um, which is why, you know, Eddie Brock and, and 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 Venom in the comic initially both bonded so well because they both have this mutual hatred for Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, so the first like the first movie is a lot of fun. First, movie, it's very silly. Uh, I think that's what threw a lot of people off. Is is it is a, a it's very funny in a lot of places that is unexpected. Um, But it it goes from, like, a buddy cop movie to not really a romance, but, like, very sweet in places. And then in this movie, it feels a little more romantic. It feels a little more like Eddie and Venom are in a relationship. Yeah. The problem is, it's an abusive relationship, and it's played for laughs. Ah. Um... Like, I mean, like, there's literally a scene where Venom is like throwing Eddie around, and Eddie's like, "That was abuse. Like, that, that was abusive. Like, you like threw me into a wall." Um, and it only gets and, worse as it goes along.
1: Yeah, and, and and that and in the cleanup afterwards, you can see that there are other places on the ceiling where it's, it, it indicates that this is it's not the first time that that
0: has happened. No, not at all. No, Venom is basically. Do it, 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 between between the first and second films, Venom has basically become more and more unstable and more and more excitable. Um, and like the reasons we get are essentially that like Eddie is not giving it the like the kind of food it wants, which is it wants to fucking murder people and, and eat their brains because there's some kind of chemical that is present in both brain t- human brain tissue um, in high amounts and in chocolate. So. It eats a lot of chocolate and it eats a lot of chickens and and raw chicken brains, um, but it's not enough. And I was like, no, 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 we need to go and kill people. And and, and he's just like, dude,
1: the no. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um. And like you know, that's a that's a decent enough uh, instruction for conflict. Sure, why not? Um. But Venom is just like super abusive, very violent. Um. And treats Eddie like shit, and then later on, Venom is like gaslighting Eddie and um, and act like he, he he refuses to bond with him again until Eddie apologizes for his part in being the abuser. Like what? Yeah. Like it, it feels very strange to be saying this about a fucking Venom movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's like. That's what they've built on. Like that is that's what they've established is like, okay, we're we're going for more of a sort of like horror comedy action feel. And part of the the, the sort of like funny thing is is going we're gonna take kind of a fish out of water story in terms of we're gonna put like this romance, bromance, whatever you wanna call it, into like inject that into like like it's like what if in Lethal Weapon uh, Riggs and Murtal were really close, um, like that is kind of funny and 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 like uh, you know and and unusual and there's and there's a lot of like, you can mine there, but when you do that and then you have one of the characters being outwardly violent consistently to the other person, you have to be aware of what you're doing. And it doesn't feel like either like I, I don't know the screenwriters off the top of my head, but it doesn't feel like they or Circus were really that cognizant of the kind of relationship they're portraying. Yep. Because I I, I guess like, you know, I can only speculate, but I guess like in their minds it's like, well, it's supposed to be a joke that like, you know, Eddie and, and, and Venom aren't actually like a, like lovers. So it's it's fine, and it's like, well, this is the kind of shit I wouldn't tolerate from my friends or my romantic partner, so no, yeah. it's not fine. Um, like Venom is constantly breaking Eddie's shit. Like at one point, when they finally have their big blow up fight, um, Venom uh, uh, was I think Eddie sets off the the smoke alarm, and that's what like prompts to, uh, Venom to like fully leave Eddie uh, and and hop out into the the uh, wow.
2: the alley, go out the window and out in the alleyway. Because he does have he, the same weaknesses of the like the Sonic shit and yeah, like, yeah. okay oh uh, she uh she co-wrote uh, oh, her name is Kelly Marcel Kelly okay. Marcel is a British screenwriter uh, she co-wrote the film Saving Mr. Banks and wrote the film Fifty Shades of Grey see that uh, like yeah I I I don't know
0: like there's there's a lot that happens between when someone writes their initial draft. Versus when, like, what they actually shoot with, like, there's no, we don't know how many rewrites it went through. We don't know, you know, who who touched it, uh, what and where. Uh, I mean, like, one of the more famous stories about that is that I know of is the script for Batman Forever versus the movie of Batman Forever are just are very different things. Yeah, I've uh, heard that too. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's it ends up being an abusive relationship that is played for laughs. Um, and then the 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 person that is abused, the victim in the relationship is made to apologize to the abuser and act like nothing's wrong. And I'm like, I get that this is not like a hallmark movie, but it's feeling like a lifetime movie <laughs> like we're we're going down a really I'm... weird track with this mm-hmm. where, you know, you're you're if you I I went into this expecting I was like, give me more weird uh uh gay space romance um from like grungy Eddie Brock and his 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 alien uh tar boyfriend. Um and I was expecting that and we kinda got that, but it, it, it became more like Yeah, but in the intervening time between the first and second movies, Venom developed a drinking problem and, uh, you know, really needs to be in therapy, um, but has decided not to and is just going to take it all out on Eddie. I was like, oh, okay. I guess. Like, when the healthier of the relationships in the movie is between the serial killer and his girlfriend, like, that's not great. That's (laughs) That's... <laughs> that,
2: you, you, you've kind of come up short a little bit. Um I'm i is, so, is like, this description is making me want to watch this less and less. Like, fair enough, man. Um, it, and, like, for some people, they're going to watch this movie and they will not pick up...
0: Not necessarily like pick up on it, but, like, they won't take any of this away from it. They'll be like, yeah, I, I wanted Venom and Carnage Fighting. I got Venom and Carnage Fighting. That's what I expected. That's what I got. Cool. Yeah. I hope you watch it you enjoy it. Um, but... This felt like it felt like someone took. Uh, uh, I mean, it didn't feel like it's what happened. They took a um, a romantic subplot from like pop culture overall, but from also what was established in the first movie, and they decided to to turn that into a joke. Which, all right, that's fine. There's plenty of material to mine there, but instead of turning it into a joke, is like isn't this so weird that this incongruous thing has sprung up? It became, isn't it funny that one of them is beating the shit out of the other one and he's just supposed to be okay with it? Like, no, that's not funny. That's fucked up. And it's, it's a little too real. Uh, just because you have the, have the abuser being dressed up as like, oh, but it's like a weird alien monster thing. Of course it would. Like, of course Venom would be violent toward Eddie well then why is Eddie sticking around like why is Eddie okay with this and why is he made to apologize later on so yeah like over the more I thought about it the less I liked it Like, it's visually it's kind of cool I thought Woody Harrelson did a decent job um I thought like the performances are all fine it's not necessarily bad but I don't know that I'm gonna be watching it again at least not anytime soon
1: yeah I mean, I, I pretty much co-signed everything everything you, you said. I mean, like, the the script for this movie, like, the movie itself just felt really incomplete. Like, it, it felt like it was, like, the rough draft of a story, and they just kind of went along with it without really getting into any details of what they were, what they really, really wanted to do. I mean, for one, the movie was only, like, a little over an hour and a half. And it really seems like they just kind of rushed through to get to this point of, okay, now they're fighting, everyone's happy. And I also thought it was yeah like, it was weird that they they that they followed like the usual trope of uh, of like any type of like superhero like partnership type of ordeal, which is, oh, we're gonna have a falling out. We're gonna go our separate ways and then we're gonna realize how much we need each other and then bring it back together, except. That isn't even what really happened. I mean, for one, they were only apart for like five minutes of the movie. <laughs> there was not there was not enough of a gap for either to come to some like realization. And yeah, I also I think was it up being
0: like a couple days in terms of the actual like storytelling, but yeah, it's it's a yeah. very short period.
1: And it was just one side because because like I felt the same way you did. I'm I'm watching this and I'm just like, why does Eddie stick around? <laughs> like i like he he, st- he stood up for himself and he's made to kind of seem like he's the bad guy here for standing up for himself against venom and that's kind of fucked up and like really the only enjoyment i got from this movie were, like the comedy was fine the comedy like w- where the comedy popped up in this movie like uh, some of it was, was was fine and then like the fights like like seeing Venom and Carnage uh like fight in that church at the end. It was cool. Yeah. Like I, I I mean, like I like I'll be honest, like I I didn't think that that was going to be like the climax of the movie, like that was just gonna be the big epic final battle. I thought it was just gonna be like, Oh yeah, no, they're gonna have the, they are gonna square off here, and then some other stuff's gonna happen and then we'll get to it. And it was like, no, 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 no. This is the this is the final act. This is when they fight here, like this is it. And, and and then like the other thing too is them uh like them really building like a lot a lot of the language they used was was also trying to build up the, the romantic thing. Like for example, uh when they were talking about why uh why Carnage and um and um uh Cletus you, and Cletus, you, why, why, yeah. why 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 uh, why why like why they don't best. and they were like, Oh, it's because they're not a match for each other. Me and you are yeah, a match for absolutely. each other.
0: And it was like
1: Yeah. Mm, are you though? They're
0: other? they're not bonded the way that we are.
1: Right. Which if you take it from the abuser subplot, uh or the, the abuser perspective it was like, Yeah, that sounds like something an abuser would say. Oh yeah, no, they're they they, they don't have the connection that we have. Jesus It's Christ. just it's just it's <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> that's why like i was like you know it was a movie it was a movie that i did i watched um like by far the, the the there there are only really two interesting things that come out of this one of which being the fact that um shriek that's her name right I'm, Yeah. I'm not, not yet. oh yeah like,
2: she showed up in um maximum carnage too okay so mm. like this is Sorry, to, like quick aside. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm enjoying that I'm hearing all of this stuff, and I know all of these characters, and I know these plot points because Maximum Carnage, essentially hit on all this stuff, and Shriek was like basically Carnage's girlfriend, and she was crazy too, but she basically was kind of like like Black Canary only with superpowers in the sense that like she yeah. could just yell real loud, which is interesting because that hurts the symbiotes. So it's an mm-hmm. interesting balance that the two of them are paired together. Okay. Oh Sorry. yeah.
1: Which also kind of fed into like the 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 fact that Carnage and Cletus weren't really bonded because Carnage really didn't give a fuck about Shriek at all. Yeah. Carnage, Carnage, Car- like at at first chance he was like, oh no, I'm about to, I'm about to take her out. Like this is a wrap.
0: Like makes a point of saying like if she if she, she uses her powers and Carnage is like if she does that again I'm going to kill her. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like the, the two most interesting things that come out of it was Shriek refer, basically referring to herself as a mutant, um, huh? And, and then the 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 the, the, the mid credit scene, like those are the those are the two most interesting things that come out to really come out of this film. Like I'm I'm in the same vein as like yeah I'm not really like I, I I don't foresee myself like like actively seeking this movie out if I'm just like watching TV one day. Like if it's on and nothing else is on, like ah uh, maybe maybe I'll turn to it, but like I, I I myself won't won't be actively seeking it out. Like it, it like this movie literally for me it just existed for the mid credit scene because like I said it's yeah. it's that and and Shriek referring to herself as a mutant are really the only two things coming out of this that are that are relevant that are that are interesting to me because what this also what this movie does. You know, and I, I've seen parts of the first one. I've, I haven't seen the the, the first movie this entirety, but I like I I hope on everything that Marvel and Sony maintain their relationship because I cannot imagine what Sony's idea of a Spider-Man story is going to look like. Yeah, if if, if if you know, just judging from what they've done with 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 Venom, I I am I I am kind of frightened for what. A Spider-Man story involving Venom and like some of these other characters that we know that they're uh, building projects around, like what that is going to look like. Because for all of the faults that Marvel has, like they have a clear understanding of what to do with Spider-Man, regardless of what critics may say about the first two not being Spider-Man stories or whatever. Like they're Spider-Man movies, and they feel like Spider-Man movies, and it's why we enjoy them. I, 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 I am not sure that I would trust Sony enough. To take Tom Holland Spider Man and like tell a good story with him and with Venom and with whomever, wh- whatever other characters from uh, the Spider Verse that they want to bring together. Because they did say, t- Sonya said that they wanted to build their own like Venom verse. And you know, there's the the Craven movie is supposed to be coming out at some point. Um, what's the, the one with uh, Jared, Le- Jared Leto? Uh, Morbius. Yeah, more uh, the, the Morbius movie is going to be coming out.
2: The living
0: Vampire.
1: <laughs> and like I mean like I hope those movies are better than what they're doing with Venom because yeah. right now I, I just I, I don't I don't know I would, if I would want to see Sony get the like, you know, get get because unfortunately like Venom is successful. Like the, like it does well. They're not good movies, but they're going to be successful. <laughs> so ultimately Sony is going to keep making them because they make a boatload of money. And like, I'm afraid to think that Sony is going to get to a point where they going to be like, oh, well, we don't need Marvel. Our movies make a billion dollars. We're straight, we're good. Yeah. And I, I, mm-hmm. I don't really know. I, 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 I don't trust I don't trust whatever whatever they might try to do in that instance
0: the fact that this movie has or and, and like just you know Sony's making so much basically the worst thing that could happen is short term is that um, or rather the worst thing that has happened is that Sony has, has realized how much money they can make off of um, their Marvel their their licenses they own for the Marvel franchises and that means that they're going to be way less likely to, to, to Give control over to um, to Marvel uh, in order for them to to do what they want. Yeah, um, but yeah, because, no man. Ugh. Because the, 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 the one thing we because
1: like the thing we do know for a fact is that Sony is developing a Spider-Man Venom like crossover film. Like that we that that has been that has been confirmed that like and I don't think Marvel is involved with that. I think that's just a Sony project that they're doing.
2: So the question that I have then is the, the post credit scene basically like something about something, something, something multiverse, something, something, something. They see that J. Jonah Jameson thing that says Peter Parker is Spider Man. And by they I mean Venom and Eddie. Is that correct?
0: So the scene is like Eddie and, and Venom decide to go on like a vacation after all this shit's happened, um, which feels very much like you know we've been fighting a lot. Let's let's get away and see if we can't work on our issues. <laughs> right. um, and they're in this shitty little motel south of the border, um, watching a telenovela uh, and like commenting on it and and and, t- and clearly talking about it like they're getting really into it. And then um, Eddie is sort of like, you know, Venom makes some reference to, like, things that that uh, that he hasn't shared with Eddie. And he's like, what are you keeping secrets from me? And, and Venom says, I have, like, billions of years of symbiote knowledge inside of me. Like, if I shared it with you, your brain would explode. And he's like, well, you know, what aren't you telling me? Like, give me a little taste. He's like, all right. And so very quickly, you see uh, Venom, you know, just give him like a little sample of the sort of knowledge he has, uh, mm. and there's some some weird sort of sound effects, and suddenly the hotel room they're in goes from a shitty little, uh, uh, like, um, you know, a, a knockoff Mexican motel at night to suddenly it is the daytime, it is much cleaner, much nicer, uh, uh, like resort hotel, um, and the TV has changed as well, and now it's a news broadcast, which then cuts to J Jonah Jameson's Daily Bugle report, which then shows Tom Holland Spider Man, and and it's important to note also that like there's a quick cut in the movie where you can see Eddie's laptop open. And Eddie is writing articles for the Daily Bugle West Coast Edition. Oh, shit. So, I mean, like, like the bugle was the, the, you know, in the, in the first movie, that's the, like his, um, I want to say like his blog or vlog that he's doing. Um, and, or, or, or it might be the paper he was working for initially. Uh, either way, it's referenced very clearly in the, in the first movie. Um, And so yeah, the the mid credits in the second movie is like straight up, he has been, and I think like there's even like similar sound effects or like similar visuals to uh, uh, in the mid credit scene as when you see Strange fucking with the multiverse. Yeah. Um, And so like, that's clearly like, all right, well, Venom may show up. Like We don't know definitively, but Venom may show up in no way home it would make sense that they would do that if they're if they're setting this up
1: yeah because uh and, and r- the thing is rumors were circulating about um about uh tom hardy appearing because they sh- um he took like some selfies and whatnot that were going viral because he was wearing like very specific gear that was worn by the crew that worked on that was that worked on no way home like it was like the the the, the crew's uh shirt and hat that they were that they would be wearing. And the fact that he had it, people were like, Wait, why would you like these aren't things that you can just go somewhere and like buy? These aren't for sale. Like, how do you have them? And so people were like, Well, because he has them, oh, maybe he also, you know, went to do some stuff with no way with with no way home. And those rumors only blew the fuck up when this post, when this mid credit scene, um, or when people saw this mid credit scene, because they were like, "Oh shit, there's a very real possibility that Venom could show up."
0: So yeah, there's, there's definitely some some stuff worth being interested about and, and, and being excited over. I'm excited to see more of, i looking forward to seeing more of Hardy's Venom character, character uh, like his portrayal, but i want them to like it it's not fucking funny to have somebody in an abusive relationship right this isn't the fucking you know like the honeymooners like it's not the fucking you know 50s anymore man like we're past the point where that's okay
1: now do you now do you like his portrayal
0: like do you like if you
1: if you were in charge of you know, making a Venom movie like—is this the route you would have gone, or would you have gone like for something maybe with a bit more darker
0: tone? I think that Venom is—I I, like—I in the way that I don't necessarily think uh, that Deadpool needs an R rating. Um, certainly not for language, but you know, um, maybe more for violence. Um, I feel like Venom is definitely a character that could that could benefit from that. If not the first movie, certainly the second movie. A character like carnage that is steeped in violence and like really big crazy visceral violence it's it, honestly it's the reason why i never thought we'd see either of them on film um mm. at least not in, in a way that like a lot of fans really wanted and to tell you the truth we still have it um i think that a character like carnage is is um it works when you have a character like Spider-Man who, like, ultimately, yes, people die around Peter Parker. It does happen. But it's not because they get ripped in half by, you know, by the the big baddies fighting. It's because, like, a rock falls on someone or a car goes over a bridge or something like that. Whereas Carnage is just, like, cutting motherfuckers in half. Uh, It's just, like, ripping people's heads off and stuff. And so, like, I think that having a character that commits that kind of visceral violence, having them up against somebody like Spider-Man, who's like, you know, pretty much got the same kind of Batman, like do not kill rule. Um, that makes for an interesting conflict. Um, so as far as the way Hardy has decided to play it, I probably wouldn't have gone that direction. Um, I, I'm i not opposed to the the humor they put into it. Um, but I do think it gets a little too goofy in places. Um, and it's also hard to, as, 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 um, uh, a couple friends of mine have said, it's hard to do a Venom story and not have Spider-Man in it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that this take makes sense for what they needed to do in terms of, of that, in terms of like having to function without Peter Parker. Um, but yeah, I, I I do think that a Carnage movie would have benefited more from like some more like straight up horror movie violence.
1: And and I'm I'm asking this just for me, and you both can answer this, but because uh, I, I I haven't I've always known of the Venom character, and i remember i him from the the '90s uh, Spider-Man cartoon, but I haven't seen that in you know twenty some odd years or so. But like. What's the backstory there? Like, why exactly do both Eddie and Venom hate Peter or hate Spider-Man so much?
0: With with Venom, it was, um, you know, Venom was a symbiote that uh, got on a Spider-Man and um, Peter, I mean, like, Peter had the black costume for a good little while. Yeah. And things seemed to be going pretty good and they kind of played it like, well, there's this creature that um, it's not just... Uh, you're not in control of it. You're working together, and sometimes you're working at cross-purposes, and the thing that Venom does is it kind of amplifies whatever and whoever you are, including, like, your your emotions. And, you know, in, in the ultimate uh, story, like, there was a scene where it, it's basically the same kind of scene, uh, where essentially, like, Peter's stopping, like, a mugging or something, and, um the the mugger goes to make a move and peter like hulks the fuck out and almost kills this guy and he's like oh shit this is real bad um and real essentially also realizes like all of the sort of humility that i've learned from uh like the loss of uncle ben and the loss of gwen and like just the various strategies over my lifetime in terms of dealing with the power i have um it all kind of falls away and suddenly Spider-Man becomes a lot cockier and a little more of a dick. Um, and it's because it's, you know, Venom's just gassing him up. Um, and so he has this realization like, okay, this is, this is not good. I can't control this. Like there were times when he would like go to sleep and have nightmares and then wake up and he'd be standing on the side of a building. And he's like, I didn't do this. How the fuck did I get out here? And it's because Venom was just doing whatever it wanted at the time. So Peter realizes this is really dangerous. Goes to Reed Richards and is like, I don't know what to do. Um, we need to do some experiments and shit. Venom's not cool with that. Basically, Reed realizes like, okay, well, it has particular sensitivities to fire and to uh, high-pitched sonics. Um, and the the I honestly can't remember if this is from the comic or not, or just the cartoon. Um, and like the, the the various other portrayals we've seen. But like the very famous visual we get is Peter leaving with that information and, and like having kind of an internal conflict with Venom um, and going to this church clock tower. Um, and while he's there like ringing the bell and that is what like gets Venom off of his body and Venom tries to get away. Now, while that's going on, you have Eddie Brock Eddie Brock is a photographer for the daily Google and he's, I believe he's a full-time photographer and he's just losing job after job, like fucking front page after front page to this fucking like freelancer, this fucking asshole who keeps getting all these incredible pictures of Spider-Man. It's bullshit. And so he, spe- he has an anger at Spider-Man, but also specifically he has a, a hate on for, uh, for Peter because he's losing work to this guy. And he's this kind of muscle head who, um, you know, like also has an eye for a uh, photographer. He's not a, a, a great journalist, but he's, he's decent. Um, and so basically Eddie becomes kind of obsessed with Spider-Man and starts following him around. And so when he goes to this church, Eddie follows. And when Venom comes off of Peter Parker, It immediately goes on to eddie brock and they bond instantly because they have these shared emotional feelings about both of these people um i mean like eddie doesn't i i don't think eddie knows that peter is is spider-man at the time um but he instantly learns that that he is um and then that ends up becoming the thing of like you know why venom speaks uh uh it's not really a third person but but it speaks in a plurality like it's not i it's we because Venom is speaking on behalf of both Eddie and the symbiote itself. Um, but yeah, Venom is, the symbiote is upset with with Peter because one, it, injur- it injured it, but two, it rejected it because Peter is like super fucking powerful and really strong and really vibrant and virile. And it had never really had that kind of uh, uh, power before. And it get, got blown off by this guy Uh, and so in, in, in Eddie, it go, it finds somebody that it can really like bond with on this emotional level. And because he was already a pretty angry dude and particularly angry with Peter and Spider-Man. Now that's just taken to, you know, up to fucking 11 and you have what went from like, just, you know, kind of a, a, a rivalry to a, Oh, I'm going to fucking murder you. I'm going to kill this guy. Um, like you mean the reason that I've been losing all these jobs is because Peter is Spider-Man? Like that's fucking cheating. Fuck you, dude. Um, but yeah, that's I'm sure there are plenty of holes and plenty of mistakes and and like misreads and that. Uh but that's the general gist of the uh the six one six uh venom story.
2: Yeah, I mean I always I thought the character was interesting, but I also thought the character was interesting when I was twelve. Um, yes. Yeah. Like I, Ooh, he's cool. And he likes to eat brains. Ooh. Yeah. Now as an adult, I'm like, this is fucking lame. He's a Man. Yeah. I just don't care anymore. You know, like Venom was all right. Like it just, I remember they did when he got his own book and he was living in San Francisco. He moved away from New York and it was him and Mobius versus, um, Hobgob, not Yeah. Wait, hang on. Which one is the the orange one? Demogoblin, I think.
0: No, so Hobgoblin was the, the orange one. Like, Demogoblin is the one that has, like, like pointed teeth and looks like a fucking monster.
2: Yeah, no, it's that guy, yeah. So, okay, like, yeah, he basically, Demoglin, like... Yeah. yeah, there was this weird thing with these, like, little demon characters, and they were eating people, and, like, they were trying to figure it out. I don't even remember the story. I just remember the cover of the book was dope as shit. It literally was, like, an all-black book, but it had, like, the white outline of Venom. And, like... It just—it was like one of the coolest covers of a comic I'd ever seen in my life, and I was like, "That is dope as shit." That's the only thing I remember about that. That and that's where I learned that the uh, San Francisco uh, Metro system is called the BART. The BART, yeah, yeah. That's that's all I remember from these books. That that it, I feel like that in a nutshell tells you everything you need to know about Venom. All style, very little substance.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Is like Venom as a it, it's also why like when people say like, "Oh, he's my favorite character," up until very recently, that got a solid eye roll out of me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because Venom's barely a character. Venom like Venom only exists as the antithesis to another character.
2: It's like it's like um, saying who's your fi- who's your favorite character? Spider Man's hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like it's it's in in it's not terribly
0: similar from ghost rider and then it's mostly just like kind of a cool visual um but yeah venom is evil spider-man like not really much more or much less just evil spider-man uh the enemy within was the story that you were talking about uh it's from yeah it's literally the 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 first of uh of his ongoing um because yeah and and that's that's what these movies play on is like they're set in San Francisco, like, Eddie lives out there, he's on the West Coast, so he's far. And that's, that's a good enough excuse to be like, well, this is why Spider-Man's not in the story, because Eddie's, Eddie lives on the West Coast. There you go.
2: You're like, oh, okay, that works. Well, I think it sounds across the board that Shang-Chi, overall, big winner. Venom, eh, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not inaccurate. Yeah, so there's your GGR yeah. hot take for the week. Yeah, <laughs> just go watch the fight scenes and then make credit scene and you'll be good. Maybe, nah. no. Maybe that's the way we need to start doing this. You know, we got the long-form podcast, but we also got the short-form. If you wanted to know how we feel about these movies, here it is in two sentences, you know? <laughs> um, I We're going to go ahead and wrap up here, uh, folks. Thank you very much for tuning in. As always, we really do appreciate you. In fact... We want to hear from you. Email us. Uh, it's great at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on all of the social media platforms that you would like. In fact, we have a TikTok video up. Maybe we'll make more here in the future. I don't know. It's just a lot of work. Uh, we're getting there. Maybe we'll, we'll find somebody who wants to make, be our, our TikTok uh, go-to person and uh, we'll create some more content. Same thing with the YouTube uh, channel that we have. We've done some stuff, but not a whole lot. Um, we'll get there. We've got a lot of stuff to do. you know. Um, there's a lot more new stuff that we're going to be working on as well. Uh, all sorts of uh, irons in the fire, as they say. But uh, we appreciate you. When we come back with the next podcast, uh, I think we're going to jump back into the MCU rewatch because we're at a point here where if we power through this, we can finish the MCU rewatch. And I think that would be kind of fun if we got all caught up. Uh, we are. What are we up to? What's the next one we need to watch? Is Guardians it Guardians uh, 2? Guardians 2, two?
1: Guardians Gar- two and ragnarok i think
2: Ooh, that's a good double feature
1: i i I think that's what i think it's guardians 2 and then um ragnarok
2: how you feel about that fellas we'll do guardians 2 and ragnarok for the next episode yeah Mm -hmm. there you go so stay tuned for that uh stay with us with the rewatch in fact you can rewatch them as well maybe you can give us your thoughts we'd love to share them uh, on the podcast and uh, yep. we'll even give you a shout out if you share uh, share your thoughts we'll make sure we put a post up there so you guys have a place to comment but for all of us here at the Great Geek Refuge we appreciate you thank you very much for tuning in remember stay safe uh, keep distanced keep wearing masks I know it's annoying it's been over a year it's going on two years now but you can save lives by doing it. Make sure you're vaccinated uh, if you are physically able and medically able to do so, because that's going to save lives as too. And remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach.
0: Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts.
1: This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, GGR.